everybody, Brian here from the Pig Podcast for an episode on the stress test with my good friend Tobias. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How you doing? Living the dream. I got vaccinated, but we won't make this about vaccines today, okay? But I <laughs> did get a needle in my arm and I'm still alive. So You're not glowing. Well, if you turn the lights out, I don't know. I might, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we'll see. You know, we'll see what's what's gonna happen, right? Um but yeah, we were going to talk about the stress test today. Are you seeing lots yes. of your clients stressed out about the stress test, Tobias, or what? We got a lot of questions on it. Everybody, everybody inquiring, what does this mean? Um, both, you know, what the the most surprising thing was sellers asking about it. What does this mean for us selling? Um, <laughs> I think that's the most interesting. Like, obviously, the buyer is going to be interested in it, but that the sellers were so uh, interested in it was kind of different. Usually, oh, that's just, interesting. Yeah. yeah, from the seller's perspective, I never really looked at that, but I bet you, I guess it depends on the property you have. Because, um, just to go over you, the stress test that's proposed, it looks like it's going to come into place for June 1, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, and we're recording this prior to June 1, but uh, proposed right now is a half percent increase for uninsured mortgages. So, what that means is that if someone's putting down 20 percent, they have to qualify at a rate of almost five and a quarter. At five and a quarter instead of four seven nine, so I guess for sellers, um, yeah. I guess it would depend on whether you're selling an investment property or selling a home that you're going to live in. Yeah, right. Yeah, because uh, if, if it's a home you're going to live in, somebody might end up putting down less than twenty percent to get qualified. Yeah, right, and then it wouldn't affect them at all, right? But I guess if it's an investment property, um, I know uh, when we do the numbers, it reduces anywhere between four and five percent of purchasing power. So. Yeah. For a seller, that could be um, like a reduction in price point then maybe. Totally, totally. Well, on like a $700,000 house, is $35,000, right? Yeah, that's 5%. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're just under 30K. That's quite a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could be the difference between getting the place and not getting the place. Do you think this will tip the markets? Like I think, uh, you know, one of the ideas that uh, OFSI and uh, the government put this out was to sort of slow down and sort of like help you know, the massive inflation that we've seen. Do you think this is going to slow things down? Do you think, you know, from what you're seeing, it's going to, the market's going to come to a halt because of this? I don't think so. I think it's, uh, I think it's too small of a change for, for somebody, especially, you know, we'll say an investor probably has like a, a little bit more financial backing in most cases, you know, if they're buying second, third, fourth, 10th, 20th home. And the difference is $35,000 in purchasing power. They, they might be able to pull that from somewhere else, line of credit, other house, whatever the case may be. So I don't know if it's going to help them that way. might make them think twice about um, an investor think twice about what's coming in the future. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And then for our first time buyers and, and entry and people buying for their, you know, they're buying for their owner occupied duplex. That's like a good product, right? They, they, this doesn't hit them. Right. No, if they're putting down less than 20%. Yeah. Um, and, and I think too, you know, one thing I, I always remind people of is that like, if, the, if this pushes you outside of the A space or the bank space, because it makes your, your debt service ratio over 40%. Um, we talked about this the other day, a B lender, right? Like I just refinanced one of my homes on one of my rentals. I got 279 with a lender and I was tickled pink. I was like 279. I was like, I would have killed for that rate like three years ago. And now I'm a subprime client getting 279. <laughs> and what did you say? You said something about, you're like, if you can't afford rentals 
at yes. a fee rate, yeah. right? Yeah, if you can't make the deal work at 3%, it's not a deal. Yeah, it's not a deal. <laughs> it's like, not a deal. Don't buy it. Yeah, don't buy it. It's so true. Like if that's yeah. a, And if that purchasing power kicks you into that alternative space, it should still be a deal if it's a good deal, right? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, seeing, seeing subprime or below, you know, like that sort of bag credit, self-employed, you know, tougher to place mortgage at 3%, especially for our investors are typically harder to place, man ridiculous right now so i really don't think like uh to your point i don't think that it's gonna have any reduction whatsoever in uh mm -hmm. in the in the inventory like in the in the market right now because people will still find a way to make that work the investors are not the ones that need to be that need help or need slowing down i would yeah. say yeah and and i think i probably have seen investors be a little bit more cool and collective through this past like uh, I don't know, six month period or 12 month period where everything's been pretty feverish. I think investors have been a little bit more slower at and a little bit, not sheepish, but a little bit more conservative on what they're going to throw down to buy something. And I think it's the general consumer that's really been more emotional purchasing and, and really pushing up those prices too, right? Yeah, you know what? I've seen it. Like, it's funny because uh, that's why I love uh, our podcast. Sometimes we agree to disagree. <laughs> I, I like, I've seen, like, I know me, I leveraged up a ton over the past 12 months because my values went up. I refied, took out money, and, and did buy a lot. And I know my wife was like, What are you doing? I'm like, I got this. Don't worry. This. Right. But um, I, I actually think that we're going to still continue to see some pretty big inflation, you know, in 2022 and going forward. I think that. You know, I, I, you know, just bring the pandemic into it. I feel like it's still like a bit of a slingshot. I feel like, you know, I haven't been out to a baseball game in a while, right? We haven't been out to uh, a restaurant in a while. The amount of money that's pent up in savings right now for a lot of people is, uh, I read an article, it's in the trillions, like globally. Wow. And that's a lot of money that when, you know, we get out of our cages and we're allowed to go out and play and wag our tails, right? <laughs> like, we're going to go spend some money, right? Yes. So I, I think that's going to have um, a big effect and a big push on that economy. And I think that stress test, I don't think it's going to mean shit, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think it's going to be like... Well, that's 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 the other thing too. Uh, you were saying the the rate you got was 279 and you thought that uh, three years ago, we bought our house, our personal residence... 18 months ago and we're at 3.66 we're trying to refinance right now yeah isn't that isn't that wild like so less yeah. than two years ago great like that's how much rates have gone down right mm -hmm. I just almost saw half well i just saw a great note too here 3.76 is the average five-year rate for about the past 10 years wow amazing 376 so actually since 2013 so the past eight years uh the average rate was 3.76 so like that's that's an average rate. And then when you look at that stress test at 5.25, it's just like we haven't, we, haven't seen, we haven't seen a rate that high in 16, uh, I think it was 2005, 2006. It's almost 16 years the rate hasn't been that high. Crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think, uh, I think, I think that's the wrong change. I think going stress test that way, I understand it. And I, what I do like about it though, is that it really does insulate our market. Like I think looking at it from the financing perspective, anybody that's buying homes now can really afford it. Like really, 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 really afford it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good because we don't want, you know, 08 America happening. <laughs> no, 
I, I don't think it, I don't think it can because like it's uh you know it's never been a more compliant market. Like I have to take mm-hmm. urine samples, blood samples. Like it's like it's not a pretty job over here now, right? Trying to get mortgages <laughs> approved. But the the good news is that uh, everybody's qualified still. You know, I won't say everybody, but I mean, like the people we're we're rec- we're we're seeing record breaking years in real estate and mortgages for the investors. Everything's growing and growing, but it's it's not propped up like uh, it was in two thousand eight. It's all very much affordable. Yeah, yeah. And what's your uh, we, we we say it? I don't know. Every other episode, uh, every year. I, I say I can't believe how expensive houses are. I've never seen houses more expensive, and every year I'm always right. <laughs> I know it, it, it's funny. I have to check myself sometimes, right? Because I look and like, you know, like I, you know, I keep buying property, and I know I want to get into another one, and I keep saying like, just stop for a sec. But I'm like, it's kind of like the stock market, and uh, in a weird way, you know how they say like, uh, if you were in the stock market, not that I'm advocating for that, they they propose that dollar cost averaging. Right. Totally. It's a lot easier to do with a hundred dollars a month than a house every month. Right. But if you're buying a house every year, per se, you're buying in different markets. Right. So if you continue to buy, whether you think it's up or whether it's down, you're actually reducing your risk of, you know, overpaying or underpaying because you're continually buying at different points in the market, which I think is, is a really good strategy for, for our investors as well, too. Totally. Totally. And, uh, Again, it's it's important to be time in the market, not timing the market. So to say, oh, you know, this stress test is going to halt prices and then I'm going to buy is is a tough thing to hang your hat on because it could do the exact opposite. Yeah, well, I think you're right. It is always the time in the market. And I, I hate market timing, just like you. I suck at it. I would never advise it because it's just like because if you miss if you miss like the wrong two or three months, you can miss a lot. And I think anytime that the government has imposed changes, what we've seen is there's a little bit of a lull for a month or two. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know if that's going to happen this time, only because uh, this pales in comparison to what I think Canadians have gone through over the past 12 to 18 months. So a stress test that comes out, it's like, eh, who cares? Like, I'm, you see what I'm dealing with over here? I got three kids on line and, you know, I'm at like, there's just so much shit going on in the world that this is like, yeah, uh, whatever, stress this, stress that. It doesn't matter. Right. So I think, uh, I, I really think for our investors, for people, for clients, like I really see it as a, I see it as a good thing, right. Cause it, it, it insulates our market, but I also see it as a non-issue. I see it as like, Hey, listen, if 4% is the difference in purchasing power for you getting another property or getting into a home, you're not getting it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be up that high anyways, because it's such a marginal change. Right. So. And, and the people that uh, often the people that hit, get hit by rules like that, they always find a way to make it work anyway. If they're, if that, if that took them out of the market, they find a cousin aunt, uncle, parent, somebody to give them some cash and make it work for them anyway. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, you know what? Well, I think it's just, I guess at the end of the day, it's just getting more and more expensive for bank of mom and dad, right? Bank of mom and dad. Bank of mom and dad got to dig deeper into the pockets now to get a little bit more money for uh, little Billy and Susie now. That's what I think. And what were were your thoughts on, um, you know, but mom and dad, right? So, yeah. Oh, 
I might be. I, I think we had a little glitch, a little freeze up. Frozen. So, you know what? Anything else you want to add to test, Tobias? No, you know what? I think that we covered it. I think it's it's not going to do a lot. Uh, you mentioned that it insulates the market. And I think that uh, from an investor standpoint, that you should look at that as a good thing, too, because ultimately, if the market's better insulated, so are your investments. And some people do have that concern. You know, if, if I buy something, what if it goes down? Well, you know, this is just an, another layer of protection against that uh, concern. I, I agree. It's a great point because like uh, even if there were, and I know we're of the same opinion on this, that I don't think there's a bubble. I don't think like prices are going to drop all of a sudden, but I, even if they did, because people can afford their mortgages right now, it's not like people would be throwing in their keys and saying, ah, my, my house went down by 15%. I can't afford it. It's like, no, you can because we stress test the shit out of you. We can, you can afford it still. Right. So, totally. so your point still good. Totally. Cool. So guys, Buy a rental property. Just buy one. Buy another one. Right? It's a good time to do it. Right, like Mike. Just do it. Just do it. Just, Just do, do it. it. All, right. All right, buddy. Make this fabulous day. We'll see you soon. See you. Have a good one.